Hello, welcome to Awaken with Maria Service. Stress less, find yourself, and smile more. This podcast is for high-achieving, multi-talented women or busy moms who are tired of trying to do it all at the expense of relationships, poor sleep, and less joy. Or maybe you're just simply looking for more stress management and resilience tools to navigate life challenges with greater ease. In any case, you're in the right spot. I'm your host, Maria Service, resilience coach, anxiety management specialist, and more, here to help you stress less and smile more. Okay, so today's episode, again, I'm your host, Maria Service, your stress less resilience coach. And today I wanted to dive in a little bit because I kind of purposefully glossed over it in episode two as I shared my transformation from an occupational therapist to a resilience coach. And today I wanted to dive deeper into the resilience tools that I use how I found these, and how you can find yours too. So first, let me start off by just explaining what I mean by resilience tools. Some might call these your stress management tools. You might say resilience tools because they can help you build resiliency and ride out the waves of everyday life. I always tell clients, we know that life is going to throw the curveballs. That much can be expected. And having your tools, whatever kind of tools you want to call them, your emotional wellness tools, your stressless tools, your resilience tools, these can help you feel like you're weathering the storm with some protection. So going into a rainy day, you want to have your umbrella, you want to have your hat. doesn't stop the rain from coming, but it sure can make it a little bit easier to weather. And also going on that same analogy, some storms of life are going to be harder than others. And I also fully believe that tools aren't the end-all be-all. So what I mean by that is my, you know, slightly rainy day in one season of my life is going to be very different than if I'm at a different season or stage of life and I get hit by a hurricane. And when I get hit by a hurricane, I by no means... Um, believe that, you know, just simply having your umbrella and your rain hat are going to be enough for that hurricane. So when you're in different seasons, depending on what you're going on in life, you might need to either change and update the tools that you use, or quite frankly, you might need to bring in some extra help. And so I always want to preface that, that today I'm going to talk about how I explored and found my stress management tools while also acknowledging, you know, I guess if if you're listening to this and you've maybe gone through something that was really difficult for you, and I want you to know that whatever's difficult for you, whatever your storm is, it's very subjective. So something could happen to me, and I might consider that just being a rainy day, whereas to someone else, maybe it's a hurricane. So I just want you to know that the curveballs that we get in life, the stressors that we face, it's its very subjective. And I always want you to know that whatever that feels like for you, you have every right to feel that way. And whatever tools 
you need to grab for, go for it. We'll be talking more about that at the end as far as tips for you on how do you find your tools and really realizing that you might need different tools depending on the season you're in. The reason I wanted to dive into this conversation in episode three is that I feel, and and maybe this is improving too, because quite frankly, I started this journey of finding my own tools back in 2010, 2012. So it's been, you know, 10 to 12 years since I started my own journey. And I hope that maybe things have improved since then. But I really wanted to dive into this because oftentimes I think we can overlook stress management tools or we can maybe see ourselves as weak if we have to reach for some type of stress management tool. I think sometimes messaging can get confusing. Sometimes people might come from this mentality that you just got to hunker down, pull your bootstraps up and get through it. You know, don't need to talk to anybody. You don't need to lean on tools. Like, you got this. You're a strong person. And so I guess I really want to just challenge that mindset or that belief is that you can be a very strong human. You can have a, let's say you have a fairly optimistic outlook on life or a good attitude. And you are no less strong if you need to reach for a tool. Stress impacts us all differently, and I think the more that we can embrace tools that help us shift and manage our stress, the better off many of us would be. And back when I started my journey, I feel like this concept was a little bit more foreign. So I go back to when I was having panic attacks and having a little more stress in my life um, back in my early college years. And I remember going to see a primary care physician at a local, you know, good clinic in town. And I feel like the primary care provider just didn't quite have a good grasp of where to send me or how to equip me with more tools. I was your typical college student. She probably could see type A perfectionists all over me. (laughs) And I feel like she kind of just told me to, hey, you know, it's okay, calm down, you've got this, you'll get through college or, you know, all these different things are going through, you know, just, just take a couple breaths. Um, again, she like briefly introduced or, you know, added if, if we need to add an anti-anxiety med, we could, but, you know, kind of you got this. And that was nice. And it's not that she wasn't trying. I appreciate her concern and her care, but I, I feel like I wish I had seen that day what other tools were out there. So I I mentioned that early on in my journey, because I didn't know what tools to use, and quite frankly, hearing the words, you know, just breathe, (laughs) that was not helpful for me. Um, And it's a little ironic now because I realize right now in my brand, I recently just came out with a new breathe sticker. (laughs) And I get it. If you're in a place where reading the word breathe actually, I don't know, makes you want to like punch something (laughs) or you're just like, like, yeah, okay, if it were that easy. I want you to know I was there. I've been there. I know that it's not as easy as it sounds. However, I also know that now that I have tools, I understand how powerful just pausing and connecting to my anchor can be. And sometimes your anchor might be your breath. It might be focusing on the area of your heart and your heart space. Um, So there's different things you can anchor into. So 
the the meaning behind the sticker is powerful for me and it is why I recently came out with these new stickers one of them which is breathe but I get it I was that person 10 years ago that was like okay yeah great thanks lady so because I feel like there was a really strong push just for health and wellness movement at that time healthier eating get out and exercise and more for physical reasons I decided to try these tools as a way to try to manage my stress And I would like to think that early on, this really helped me just start building healthier habits, helped me start making healthier lifestyle choices that I truly do feel have helped me manage my stress, my overwhelm, my anxiety and type A tendencies. So I definitely don't want to skimp on those as tools. If you're someone that You can even start making a little bit of a change in reaching for healthier whole food options, or you can start moving more and trying to get in routine exercise. Those things will absolutely have tremendous benefits, and they could be part of your stress management tools. That said, today I want to discuss just a variety of tools that I have found and explored just to give you some ideas. And also because I feel like many of us can get stuck in this all or nothing mentality. So by that, I mean back in college, I feel like for the most part, I had a lot of freedom over my schedule. I didn't have kids back then. And even despite juggling full-time school and a part-time job, I felt like for the most part, I could still prioritize healthier food choices because I was purchasing for one. Or I could really make sure I got to the gym at least three to four times a week. And I also was doing intramural volleyball. And I could prioritize those things and maybe do them for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it was. But then as you get into new stages of life and life gets busy, it can be easy to get stuck in all or nothing mentality. At least it was for me. So when I, you know, let's say I got a full-time job, moved down to Rochester, moved in with my let's see, boyfriend slash maybe he was fiance at that time. The timeline gets uh, tricky. But anyways, um, you know, if I couldn't always fit in like a full workout for my exercise, then I might just skip it all together because I'd be like, "Eh, you know, what am I going to do in 10, 15 minutes? Like I can't get to the gym. I'll just do nothing. So that's where I've had to also expand my toolbox because sometimes I would get tripped up in that if I couldn't fit in a whole 60-minute video or get to the gym, which might take a whole hour and 20 minutes out of my day with travel, I'd just skip it all together. Again, the me now realizes that movement is a tool for me regardless of how long it is, so I'm more apt to get some type of exercise or movement in no matter what. But again, The Maria back in 2010, 2012 was still learning. Okay, so I mentioned movement and food choices were early resilience tools for me. And I'll be honest, maybe some of you are wondering, well, Maria, you knew you had stress and anxiety. Why didn't you try out a therapist? I'll be honest, back then, um, and even still now, there was a stigma around therapy. I guess I, at the time when I had gotten diagnosed with having panic attacks at night, I did not receive a formal anxiety diagnosis. And how weird is this for me to say this, but I was I was proud of that. I was proud that my anxiety wasn't bad enough that I didn't have a diagnosis. 
And then my other thought was, okay, so if I don't have an anxiety diagnosis, I don't need therapy. You know, I guess maybe I thought I either didn't qualify for it or, again, I'm not bad enough. I don't have that much going on or I'm not that stressed. Whatever it was, I told myself I didn't need therapy. And not only that, I even word as a badge of honor that, oh, and I did, you know, she didn't diagnose me with anxiety, so I must not be that bad. And for all these reasons, I want you to know that is why I started this business. Um, I know I digress a little bit on the tools. So, but I just want to say that I started this business because I find that whether you have a diagnosis or not, whether you maybe have a preconceived notion about what therapy is or isn't and it doesn't feel right for you and maybe just not right for you right now, I created this business so that busy, on-the-go, high-achieving humans, maybe you are prone to anxious tendencies, whatever that is, high stress, I want you to know that at any time you can find your tools. I want you to find your tools. I do not want you to feel like you have to wait around until you're at rock bottom or until things have gotten bad enough that then, okay, then I should access, let's say, medical model, you know, services such as seeking out therapy or, you know, going to my doctor to get a medication. I'm just saying I want to flip that on its paradigm that if you're struggling, if you've got a lot going on and you just want to stress less, feel better, enjoy the little moments of every day, you should find your tools. And I, I just want to take that stigma away from it. So anyways, back to my journey. Um, I will say that for a while, I feel like I kept my anxiety pretty under control. Again, making healthier food choices, very consciously fitting in exercise and movement in my day. And again, I've always been goal-oriented. So when I was in school, there was always a goal in mind, right? Whether it was, you know, get through and graduate with your bachelor's or get through OT school and graduate from that. I guess there was these little milestone achievements that also kept me motivated. Where I started to explore new resilience tools was around... Well, so I graduated in 2014. I started at a local skilled nursing facility. And in my first job, actually, it, it was a great job. I found that um, I wanted something a little bit different than working at, I was working in Lake City, Minnesota, um, at a skilled rehab facility where they had short-term rehab and long-term rehab. And to be honest, I kind of blotched this out a little bit, but um, early on, I had an experience where I was working with a lovely woman. Um, she was older in her 70s, maybe 80s, and something just that day, whatever the day that we were supposed to work together for rehab, she was called home, I guess. She, she passed that day. Um, I believe it was a heart event. Just nobody could have known. Um, but that day, she, she passed away basically in my arms. And that was really tough. I had just gone to go get her for rehab. We were kind of walking together and I was just behind her because we were kind of scooting through a living area space. And all of a sudden there was a couch behind us and she just started going down. And I kind of, you know, I didn't know why she was starting to just kind of slump down. And so I just like kind of guided her to the couch and I will spare the details. But anyways, she passed that day. 
And that was like a really difficult thing to go through emotionally. So I think that's where maybe things kind of started up again. And I just thought, I, you know, I don't know if I can work in this setting. So then shortly after, I started working at Mayo Clinic. And I was able to work at the acute care hospital at St. Mary's. I got to um, be trained into working in all these areas in the hospital and work with an amazing team. But then again, I was, for whatever reason, something was just nudging me that this wasn't, this wasn't going to be for me. And that was really hard. Um, I think, again, that's where, you know, my anxiety came up again, my stress you know, was elevated because, to be honest, once I got in at Mayo, I just assumed, okay, this is where I will be for the next 35, 40 years. I come from two parents who were in their careers and they were dedicated and stayed to their with their same companies for 30 plus year careers. My dad was in road construction and my mom was a nurse at a hospital. So it just seemed like the rug was being pulled from under me that my whole life I thought I just needed to do the things, get the right degrees, go into healthcare so that I could just enjoy a career at some place for the next 35 years. So when I was at Mayo and it just didn't quite feel right, um, just the setting and what I was doing in my day to day, I think, yeah, it just kind of felt like the, I don't know, the earth shattered to be a little bit you know, extreme, but it was tough for me because I'm like, so now what? I have this master's degree in OT. I tried working, you know, in an elderly setting and that didn't feel right. Here I am at one of the best world-renowned hospitals and it also doesn't quite feel right. Now what? So I think everything happens for a reason, as cheesy and cliche as that sounds. But at that point, I somehow had heard of this holistic occupational therapist working up in the cities. And to be honest, at the time when I sought her out, I didn't do it really per se because I thought I I needed one-on-one help or one-on-one coaching. I did it more from a professional sense. So in my mind, I had checked out her website. Her name is Emmy Vadness. Her website is emmyvadness.com. And I just saw a different type of occupational therapy. She had a holistic page where it seemed like she helped people kind of work through anxiety or different mood things or stress. And she specifically seemed to kind of work with healthcare professionals, but she also had some continuing education courses. So at the time I told myself, oh, you know, this is, this is continuing ed. This might help me on my professional career journey, help me figure out what I want to do next. But little did I know, she would be a huge part of my life and my journey as far as someone showing me about different stress management and resilience tools. Um, Emmy did, had this holistic course at the time. So again, it was, it was a course that was technically designed where I was learning different mind-body tools that I could use with clients, so like continuing education. But I was just amazed because here I I personally was being exposed to all these tools, things that I wish someone had shown me back in my college years, or quite frankly, back in my high school years. I said, how are we not teaching more people about this? How do people not know about, you know, stress management tools? So some things I learned about and were exposed to when I worked with Emmy. And I would drive up to the cities, you know, over an hour to go see her. And I was always so excited. Um, We we 
discussed and worked on mindfulness, different types of mindfulness. She was trained as like a massage therapist, so she would do some body work, which usually meant for me she had like a massage slash chiropractic table, and I usually knew where I held all the stress in my body, right in my upper neck shoulders area. So it would usually be helpful for her to kind of work on that area a little bit to kind of calm my nervous system. And then often we'd practice other tools. So that was my first exposure to using what I say is a body-based tool. The body work helped calm my nervous system so that I could then have a more open mind to working on these other tools like mindfulness. She also exposed me and taught me about a little bit about energy work and Reiki teaching me about like the different meridians and the energy system and how when that gets stuck, that can negatively impact us. We did some Qigong movements, some yoga, and even did some intuition work. All of this, as I mentioned, I thought it would just be, you know, continuing ed, things that I could use for clients, but little did I know I was on my own personal healing journey to not only find stress management and anxiety tools, But also that was my first exposure to connecting to like, what did I really want to do? So I was really impressed with her intuition work that we did together. And it was often after we'd use a tool like mindfulness or whatever we would do to kind of help manage stress and calm my nervous system. Then she started teaching me how to start connecting with my inner self. And this work is what led me to start realizing that as much as Mayo Clinic had been my dream job, it wasn't really what I wanted. So I so appreciate my work there, not only because I was exposed to different resilience tools, but it's also where I started learning how to kind of connect with myself and my own intuition so that I could make better, more clear decisions. So I will say that Emmy has a book that I highly recommend and that I love. Um, Her book is Intuitive Development, How to Trust Your Inner Knowing. You can find this book on Amazon and I'll link it in the show notes as well. I just want to say it's it's fabulously done and um, a lot of work that I do right now in my coaching business, one-on-one group work. Again, I, I love leading people and other professionals and other high achievers now in using some of these different tools. I'm putting my own spin on things, but her book is such a wealth of information and resource, so you can always go check that out. Okay, so I want you to know that that was an entry point for me, working with a holistic occupational therapist who opened my eyes to a bunch of different tools, and not only that, but she spent time with me in these coaching sessions where we could actually practice them together. And then she truly wanted me to start incorporating these into my everyday life, the ones that fit my lifestyle. And I feel like that's very OT. Um, As occupational therapists, I know you may only know OT as, you know, maybe someone who helped your mom rehab after a stroke or OTs that work in the schools and help kids with sensory diets or sensory strategies. But the core of occupational therapy is helping individuals um, do things that they want to do, need to do, and love to do. We look at kind of that holistic perspective and really want to help incorporate um, different tools and strategies into people's routines. So I appreciated that Emmy did that work with me. Um, And again, I'm here to help other people do that same thing. 
other tools that I've explored that I have found to be really helpful, um, something that has become much more mainstream, and many of you maybe have also had it well, is chiropractic care. So in 2015, I was introduced to chiropractic care because I was living in Rochester. I was playing on a sand volleyball intramural team, co-ed with some friends of ours, and I ended up diving for a ball and did something totally funky to my back and had to go to a chiropractor. So I went initially for a physical reason, and little did I know that, again, chiropractic care is something that I still use now. I go to Optimal Movement in Rochester, and what I appreciate about my current chiropractor is that not only does he do adjustments, but he also uses some other modalities such as cupping along with helping just rebalance my energy chakras. Um, Dr. Carter has training in Eastern medicine and just working with more holistic care and approaches. So I really appreciate that chiropractic is something now that I just use um, for maintenance, for my own wellness and stress management, not just when I'm having an ache or pain. So that can be one of your tools. And ironically, you'll find that it was not until later in this journey, like 2018, 2019, that I ever even first sought out therapy. So, I mean, here's what I want to say to my like therapy colleagues, other therapy professionals, is that y'all are amazing. I, I just can't believe the work that you're doing, how you know you listen to people's stories and you help out in, in different ways. So just know that not every therapist is the same. There's different approaches that they're trained in. They similarly want to help people find their mental health tools and strategies, but can really help verbally process your stories. Um, again, there's so many different approaches, so I don't really want to lump them all saying they're the same. But even for me, so even for me, even though I knew about therapy since I was younger, I personally didn't even use a therapist until again, maybe up until four years ago. And I started this journey back in 2010. So there was still just this stigma in my head that like, oh, I don't need that. Or I don't want to tell someone my story. Um, It just felt, you know, vulnerable or like I'm going to be judged. And it's not. It's not that. And also I will say this too. um, You got to find the right fit. And just know that I think I'm going to do a future episode just all about therapy because I can't, you know, I can't give it justice here in this resilience tools episode, but I want to point out that I myself, it took me a while to find my journey into therapy. And even with that, um, I had to find the right one. So I've tried a couple different therapists, but that now is kind of one of the tools that I use. And I will say currently I use a therapist who also sort of like myself, she, she went from like the therapy role to now a, a little bit more of a coaching role. And you know, there's there's kind of differences then in how she can, I don't know, help coach people. But I really like her. She's trained in this um, style called internal family systems. Again, I'll do a future episode more about my therapy journey, but that is definitely a staple for me right now, um, especially honestly being a small business owner and a new entrepreneur. Little did I know how limiting beliefs can really come up when you're doing new scary things and diving into where these beliefs come from, where my inner critic voice comes from, all of that has been really helpful, and I do that with my therapist now. Um, Other tools that I use is Reiki and energy healing. Weird story kind of of how I, I guess, started diving more into the energy piece, but I ultimately, I was at a previous employer and was connected to a woman who did some energy healing, 
She had gone through um, a energy healing training. I, I actually randomly went to her house. She invited me to her house. She said, I feel like you need to see this. I know it all sounds very weird, but it, it was really cool. She kind of exposed me to energy. And again, fast forward to now, I now work with a Reiki practitioner here in my local area of Rochester. Her name is Marie Nair. She is amazing. And um, again, I could probably go into a whole separate episode about Reiki, but energy work and just clearing my stress and letting things go is also very helpful for me. Um, And then I, I use different tools and props. One that I've been exposed to over my resilience journey. And again, now that I help others use, but for example, I do find aromatherapy to be very effective. So you better believe that I have my series of essential oils that really help me. There's a couple combinations. I really like lavender, lemon, and peppermint. I believe my one of my Cairo friends, she told me about that combination. And now it's all that I diffuse around the house. And then I also have my meditation mindfulness scent that I purely use just what I'm trying to kind of connect within and do my deeper mindfulness practice that I try to do once a week. And that's frankincense. So I always have frankincense on hand. And then there's a couple other just roll on oils, one for my throat chakra and one for energy that I also use. Um, And then in addition to that, you can also call me um, a crazy crystal lady in that I I like having a prop. So when I'm practicing mindfulness and I'm really struggling with staying in my body, I can feel the thoughts trying to come on. I like having something in my hands to help ground me. So you could use anything. You could use a fidget ball. You could use rolled up socks. They're just not as fun. (laughs) Um, So I find crystals to be beautiful. So I, I, I'm not like certified in crystals, um, other someone else, and maybe I'll have someone, you know, for an, a future interview on talking about crystals, but they can also be a really helpful tool, but ultimately they're pretty. You can pick out crystals that you enjoy. Some are smooth, some are hard, you know, rough, whatever that is, but it can be a prop you have in your hand that helps calm you. Or if you have your crystals in certain strategic places at home or at work, it can just remind you to be more mindful and to pause for a moment. So that is a little bit about tools that I use. Pause. Okay, I'm interrupting my own podcast um, just to plug a couple of new things that I have going on. If you haven't already, I have some stress management and resilience workshops that I'm offering locally in the Rochester, Minnesota area. There are still, well, I guess when you're hearing this, two workshops to sign up for if you're in and around this area. I have one, how to worry less and smile more. So for my overthinkers who get stuck in worry, this one hour presentation and workshop will be about what tools and strategies do you, do you use to get off the worry channel. That will be November 11th at 9 a.m. at St. Mary's University campus in Rochester. And then I will be doing a how to stress less through the holidays. That will actually be a 90 minute workshop on Sunday, November 20th. We will be talking about how stress can impact us during the holidays and what are some strategies, tips, and tools that we can use to get through. That one will be at 1 p.m. on November 20th, also at St. Mary's University campus. If you're interested in either of those, head to mariaservice.com classes. 
And if you can't make those live dates, or if you don't live in and around the area and you still are curious, how do I find my tools? You can head to mariaservice.com to learn how to work with me or how to book a there's an f- option for a free discovery call there. I also do um, and offer some online on-demand webinars that you can purchase. So I would love to help and we'll get back to the show. Okay, we're back. So you have heard a little bit about my journey to finding resilience tools and notice how it really has been almost a full 10-year journey. And I'm here to tell you that I don't want you to have to take 10 years to find your tools. I am here to help make that a little faster, hopefully. But let me start with some tips. So number one, maybe if you were someone that was from the mindset, I don't need stress management tools. I got this. I'm just going to grit and grin and bear it and get through this. Um, Step number one is just know that it is not a weakness to need tools. Everybody can use tools because you will find that you will ultimately be able to move through life storms a little bit easier and maybe come out the other side not as weathered. So just be open to finding tools. Um, Number two is remember that tools are very individual for the person. So as you're trying to explore different stress management tools and you've maybe had friends or colleagues just rave that like they love therapy or they love their monthly massages or they just need a Friday night bubble bath (laughs) and you're like uh yeah that's not gonna cut it for me again know that that doesn't mean that you don't need tools you just need to find ones that work for you work for your sensory preferences that work for your lifestyle there's just so many things that go into finding and exploring tools that it's okay if you don't enjoy what someone else does Um, However, with that said, I urge you to try different tools because you won't know until you try if it's maybe something that might work for you. So explore, explore, explore different tools. And if you want just a resource and a start for what tools and how do I try them and all of that, I do have a little bit of a resource or a guide that I'll link in the show notes as well. And lastly, what I want to touch upon as you're on your own resilience journey or maybe exploring stress management tools is that an added bonus is that not only might you find that you can manage your stress better when you're using your tools, that you maybe feel less stress and more joy, but this other amazing thing can happen that, again, like I won't go into because it's probably going to be its own episode, but you will find that you start to connect back with yourself, your whole and grounded self. Because honestly, when you are stressed to the max or just simply go, 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 um, you're kind of like attached to your to-do list, you're attached to your achievements and things you have accomplished and need to accomplish, or you're always only thinking about um, like helping others, which, okay, there's nothing wrong with helping others, but I'm just saying if, if you're constantly forgetting yourself, Here's this added bonus that happens when you start to use your own stress management tools and stress less. You start to be able to connect back to you. You be able to connect back to what do you want? What do you really want in this life? And who are you? What things do you like to do? Not what things do you need to do, but maybe start connecting back to what do you love to do? Maybe getting back to leisure activities and hobbies. Maybe get back to doing something that you haven't had time for in a while, 
whatever that is, that is an added bonus of when you start to use and find stress management or resilience tools, you start to just find you again. And that's pretty awesome. So thank you for listening. And I look forward to connecting with you all next week. Please feel free to share with a friend who might enjoy this um, and watch for episode four. Thank you for joining me today on the Awaken with Maria Service podcast. I appreciate you spending time with me. And if you have a moment, please share with a friend, leave a comment or a review, and hit the subscribe button. Have a great day.